Skydiving, this is amazing. Yeah, but you know what else is amazing? An iPhone 6S for just 49 bucks at Metro. Really? Imagine streaming all the way down with that amazing camera. I'm switching. That's smart. You know what else is smart? Parachutes. Woo! Switch to Metro and get an amazing iPhone 6S for only 49 bucks. Metro by T-Mobile. Phone offer requires port in of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Back chat with Maria McCann. If you lose it, you can always download it again. But it's not tangible. Like, from no, yeah. to where the, the, that, the album, the insert, the whole lot, that was all very important part of it. Oh, I think so. But it's over. It's gone. If you say school days are the best days of your life, I wouldn't really want to go to a school day. Yeah, oh, God, Me no. I no way. Back in those days before all this technology, there was a certain enigma around whatever band. And, and when you actually did get to meet your favourite star, it was a big deal. I actually was caught with my kids many years ago going off to Spain and they found me with a hold all that was probably 450 millimetres long, full of books. I was going on holidays, you know. You're not bringing it out, you won't talk for a week! Luckily enough, it never happened to me on my kids, but it tear the heart and soul out, yeah, imagine mm. if it would like. My father, was, he was quite well to do, and, and had he not died, I, I probably wouldn't be sitting here, and that's the God's honest truth. Back Chat with Maria McCann. You're very welcome into this week's edition of Back Chat. Brian Kennedy, Roddy Clear, and Porika Griefer are my guests uh, this week. And I suppose music connects the three of you, really. I was looking at, I know by, by this stage, Ed Sheeran has sold out. Who? Ed Sheeran. <laughs> don't tell me you don't like Ed Sheeran. I don't like Ed Sheeran. Why not? Well, no, okay, he's talented. Um, I thought you would have loved Ed Sheeran because Ed Sheeran didn't come from a talent show. He wasn't, he's not a no, boy No, but he was hyped up on the internet, wasn't he's, he? But, like, he's, he's a redhead bloke with a guitar. I think he's he was in the right place at the him. right time using the technology. To, no, I'm not saying he's not talented. He can sing and he can write a song. He just, it just doesn't turn me on or push my buttons. or And... and I'll contradict myself immediately by saying his his set at Glastonbury was quite astounding, really. One man, a guitar, 120,000 people. That's but what I mean. Are those 120,000 people there for Ed Sheeran, or are they there because it's Glastonbury? Yeah. Oh, hey, we better go to Ed Sheeran because everybody else is. And I yeah. find him bland. Yeah. Just That's bland, I find him. He's grand, and I must admire him for, as Roddy said, 120,000 people with a guitar mm. yeah. and a full pedal. Not That's easy. That's, yeah. That's superb. Well, you compare him then to the night before with the Foo Fighters. They were just straight up rock and roll. Mm. There was no gimmickry or anything. There's none of this hype about them. I mean, Dave Grohl himself is just one of these masters of of um, everything. Uh, of everything. I just admire the man so much. I just love what he does for music. I mean, and, and there's, uh, maybe there isn't a comparison between them because they're a rock band and, they, and Ed Sheeran is one man on his own. Um, See, he actually got his break with um, Jamie Foxx. Uh, the actor saw him in some club in in, in Hollywood or something. He 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 gauged kind of like. 800 days, days a week type of thing got his break over there yeah one man his own fantastic Glastonbury was uh, Glastonbury was kind of like people said well you know oh, it should be an oasis reformed and them heading that and, and, and question why he should be at Glastonbury um, he's a bit of an enigma to be honest but to have done as I said with 120,000 mm. people he's, he's okay he's, he's original and he's different but it's, there will be a backlash I mean what is the seven concerts do, doing an early yeah. people were queuing for him but subsequently he'll be too much exposure of Ed Sheeran and people they get sick of it I think at that stage you know but uh, he's not going any, anywhere, anywhere any, any sooner he's had lasting power too Brian I mean he's around a while now sorry he's around a while now as he well is, as yeah, 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 yeah. he's not a flash in the pan so no. and didn't, they, didn't they have to change 
the iTunes charts that behind, didn't he have 16 out of the top 20 were his and they had to change it that you couldn't have more well, see, than the charts three. to me I mean the charts back in the day and Brian will remember this they were if you sold a million back in what well, the 70s or the 80s yeah. you sold a million that is one one copy you know one actual piece, piece. Yeah. yeah whereas in the, later on it became something like uh, uh, one million which like you had to s- s- sell 10 units which counted as one, if, if that makes any sense. Mm. Whereas now, I, I don't know, the charts are not the the the, um, the fun that they were when we were doing the radio back in, in the pirate days. And, uh, you know, you'd watch a song coming in at number 50 and recline slowly. Get to number, even if it got to number three, it was consider, or even up top 10, mm. it was considered a hit. Now, if you don't go to number one, oh, you're useless. I mean, it's, 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 it's what is the, the aggregate system they're working on already? Is it individual song sales or, or the... No, it's units, isn't it, Brian? Units, units, units it's yeah. It's, it's, I think you, you sell 10 of them. You sell 10 copies of your song. That's one unit or something like that. I, yeah. I, to be honest with you, I, I'm not 100% sure because I just don't follow the chart anymore. Back in those days, I followed them religiously. But like I say, if, if, if the Beatles sold a million copies of She Loves You, it was a million single copies you get me and so you knew there was a, so then when you see Ed Sheeran then being compared to the Beatles oh he sold as many uh, you know they, he, he sold 10 million you know the, well, the Beatles didn't do that they probably actually doubled it but yeah. it's the fact that his are all kind of compressed down into into these units I don't know maybe I'm getting that all wrong but do you, but, but you know. not think the likes of Ed Sheeran and Adele give guys like you hope for the future that they're not they didn't come out of talent shows and they're they're not boy bands and they don't have a longevity of two years or five years that they they will go on a little further they write their own stuff they're very passionate about their performances and their concerts and they they do their best to do the best show that they can and individually they can hold as you said 120,000 people in the palm of their hand well my my argument is is 120,000 people there for Ed Sheeran alone well, these people showed up for Adele's concert when she cancelled it, and they just showed up outside the place just to, to take photographs of the "sorry, concert cancelled" uh, sign. So well, exactly, taking it, taking advantage of it. It's, it's sort of it's all this media, it's all social media. You, you got to be selfies with all these different things that go on, and, and uh, I don't. I'm terribly cynical of it. You are. You know, I, 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 I'm not denying the fact that Ed can sing and he can write, and Adele can sing it. But I mean, how many more songs are we going to hear from her? I broke up with my fella. It yeah. sounds like RTE who do it. Who did it to <laughs> Carrie Crowley, and they're doing it to Miriam at yeah. the moment. Yeah. When they get a good thing, yeah. they don't realise that you you don't yeah. do a Pierre Cardin on tours. You know, you do a little bit at a time. You don't flog the feckin' thing day and night yeah. and put us all off it, which Brian alluded to, which may happen to Ed Sheeran. Can I turn the whole thing on his on his back when you mm-hmm. when you started off? I'm this. I have kids now from well, men from thirty one to thirty twenty three. And they listen to my music regularly, as in it's their music, yeah, it's our music. Mm. It's it's the total opposite of where I would say you where you started this whole premise that uh, today's music is shite. They look at music across the whole, mm. yeah, which we didn't do as children, as kids, yeah. and young fellas and kids nowadays do it totally differently. That's like I hear them listen to, to Ella Fitzgerald regularly, stuff like this. You mm. know that. Would, would have been an anathema to us when we were 17 and 18 mm. but I think a lot which is the, great a lot of the kids now are uh, that maybe is just indicative of, of what's happening with music now that it is so homogenised and so produced that they're looking the, for something they're, different they're going back to our music because they know that there was quality there yeah. I can tell you a very quick story of, of when Westlife brought out was it Westlife brought out uh, the Billy Joel song Off Town Girl yeah was it Westlife brought that out yeah, yeah. and I remember uh, 
it came out first and I heard it on the radio or wherever it was and I started kind of humming along to it and one of my lads said, oh dad, you know that new song? How do you know that? I said, that's not a new song. That's a really old song. Um, it's by Billy Joel. Who's Billy Joel? He says, go into the music room and go and get Billy Joel's greatest hits and put on that song. So he did. Came back an hour or so later. Well, did you like it? Yeah. I says, why? Just sounded good. Because of the production values, yeah. but he's well on piano, you couldn't refuse. Yeah, you know. But anything, so, backing up what, what Podrick just said, like my lads would, they were they were reared on a diet of Thin Lizzy, God love yeah. them, you know, <laughs> and classic rock. No way. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> it's strange to think, isn't it? Forty four is half seven in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah. by> the <laughs> but they, they, like, like yours, uh, Podrick, they, they, they're playing the PlayStation. They have Spotify on or whatever, yeah. but yeah. Are, are their own mix of stuff, and they're listening to. Thin Izzy, they're listening to Eminem, they're listening to Ed Sheeran, they're listening to Ella Fitzgerald. And I kind of think to myself, yeah, job done. They're appreciating music. Mm. And, and they're quite entitled, obviously, to listen to whatever music that they like at the moment. I don't have to like it any more than they have to like what I like. But the education goes both ways. There's a lot of music that I'd hear them playing that I've missed out on. Who's that? Like the Foo Fighters actually is a good example. I wouldn't have been a massive fan of them, but they were, my younger lad was playing them the other day and it was very early. Uh, Foo Fighters and that, which I hadn't kind of clicked in at the time so the education was kind of going both ways oh, yeah. the funny thing actually when you're ch- chatting about that about Glastonbury it's this, the slot that they give to the early so to speak gets it's such a great like uh, response because uh, actually Gibraltar Sullivan played in 2008 the Barry Gibbs set I, yeah. I thought was fantastic mm-hmm. and, if you, and I keep saying this that Lennon, Lennon McCartney Jagger Richards maybe pop two um, songwriters of all time but no one in terms of family come near the, bro- the brothers Gibb and if you think there's something about They're it fantastic. in the 60s New York Mind Disaster uh, Words um, mm. Gotta That's Get a true. Message to You to Love, to love some, Somebody all mm. our stuff really came out in there. and I think Barry Gibb described it perfectly he said we, we are the enigma with the stigma in that, <laughs> in that the group have sold 150 million nearly 200 records worldwide but because of what happened Saturday Night Fever and this is soundtrack that sold close to 40 million there was a backlash against Disco mm. and against them and they kind of vamped for a while, they wrote Heartbreaker for Dion Morick, Chain Reaction for Dan, Dan Ross, that type, type of thing, Islands in the Stream for Kenny Rogers, and came back then with, with uh, that. But it was a fantastic set, but as he said himself, it was a wee bit bittersweet because his two brothers were yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's that slot, the old, the old that Kenny Rogers actually, was fantastic as well. And all the old people seem to seem to know the things as well. So that's another great part of, of Glastonbury. The other thing about it, Brian, is that the, the organisers of Glastonbury and music festivals in general have to cater for yeah. the grey-haired set now as well, which was which mm. they never did in the past. You know, it's the other side of it, I suppose. Yeah, and I think that's part of the appeal of them, is that mm. they like it's not a bunch <coughs> of 17-year-olds there going, oh, look at this grey-haired old guy, Kenny Rogers, he's I pretty always, cool. I have the story I tell about uh, Leonard Cohen in... When I was in Dublin, I went to the concert. I was standing behind it. There was a guy in front of me, and he's sixties, grey hair, and what have, and he was well full. And halfway through it, in the seats, he took a stagger, and as he was going down forty-five degree angles, he went sorry. And I laughed so much at the story rather than the fall because it was just so civilized. Is modern music crap, though, Brian? Is is rap music really crap music? You know, B.P. Fallon said that all music is relevant. It probably is. So she, my daughter listens to stuff like that. It's terrible. Yeah, but Headache inducing. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, she's, she's 16. She's all excited. She's going to see the, the gorillas in... They're playing in Manchester. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I can bring up the dub Zoom. But you know, she loves all of them. But... She, loves all, she was listening to Rainbow since you've been gone the other day and kind of bopping to it and I think well, so it, it, that's great in that respect and I, I think there's as you're saying the, 
with regards to Glastonbury, as long as they're doing that, I mean, as I said, the Kenny Rogers said, he was singing The Coward of the County and Lucille, and, and all these people are like, like mm. 15, 16 years of age and they're singing along to singing it back to him, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, rap is, is slightly different in that respect, you know, but uh, as Roddy was saying that, you can be a superstar selling, you know, 100,000 records and go to number one in Britain now. Back in the day, Pirates, especially with ABC, the great thing about, about them, I don't know whether they're a set playlist with ABC, but take for instance, say, Brian Adams, uh, Reckless, his, his album, the lads were playing Heaven, death. Heaven, <laughs> Summer '69 before yeah. they were actually kind of hits. As yeah. such, which yeah, we did the great. same with with Donald Fagan. With Donald Fagan, was a nice play. Exactly. We were playing it on ABC long before any station in the country were playing it. Why? Bloody fantastic album! <laughs> it was. Uh, I think. See, the, oh gosh, now we're really going back. Uh, first of all, uh, the, the the playlist that ABC had at the time was, um, and I won't bore people too much with details. Just imagine a box in front of you. Uh, right, and it's divided into three sections A, B, and C. In slot A, you'd have maybe f- five songs, all of which are kind of like big hits. In section B, you'd have songs that are big hits but have kind of uh, had their day as were starting to mm. wane a bit uh, with songs that were coming up and in, in section C then you had songs that were in the charts maybe six months ago or maybe not quite that, but you know a, a mix of everything so we had a little rotation where you'd, you'd play maybe uh, uh, you'd have your list in front of you go A, C, B uh, B, C, A right and then you had a free choice right. and one thing I think that it, and, and Brian will know this that ABC prided itself on back in those days was its, its, uh, its music content in general uh, the songs that were in on rotation were really really picked for their quality mm. right and then and you also had free choice so that's where I could play a bit of Thin Izzy or a bit of whoever along the way so not only were you getting the station sound but you were getting individual uh, input as yeah. well. No, again, as you said, it was just that um, we were getting, tapping into these songs long before. I think Andy, Andy didn't might have said it to me that mostly television USA. You remember yeah. that yeah. Yeah, back in the day, and that, and the, a lot of the stuff was kind of a, a, a American type stuff. Ari Speedbag for that thing, and I think Andy was saying that like, say if you say. Uh, Keep on loving you from Mario Speedbank. That there was a guy over in England that they'd, be, uh, they'd buy the fart, they'd buy the, the forty-five off of, and the lads that play thing kind of like maybe one or two days after it, you know, you would have seen an interview say, and that's what made ABC kind of u- unique in, the, in, mm. in that respect. Like I, obviously, I done radio blah blah, but on ABC themselves, you could write a book in them as yeah. well. But it it was an, it was a fun, exciting time. Yeah, to, it, it, to the emphasis was on music. I yeah. actually had this conversation not too long ago with somebody, and I said to him, can you ever remember news bulletins on, on ABC or sports? You know, and said, actually, now that you mentioned, like, I can remember, do you remember, you know, Stuart Clark, you know, works yeah. with, um, yes. with, with Hot Press, he's deputy editor up there, and himself and Dave Hunt and Linton, and they had a programme on a Friday, which was um, a review of all the singles that came out that day, mm-hmm. or that week, rather. So that, and I remember, there's one particular, we're in the caravan out in Tremorter, it's so funny, and Andy, it was a sun lover, <laughs> And um, they were talking about whatever song, would say just Ed Sheeran for argument's sake. And then Andy would would break off, oh, by the way, he said, did you see my sunburn? And this would you'd hear <laughs> his leg up on the on the desk and they'd be talking about the skin peeling and all this. And this would go on for about 20 minutes and Simon- On air. On air. Nothing to do with musical elsewhere. And then Simon would turn around, and, or Stuart would turn around and say, anyway, what do you think of the song? Ah, it's okay. What's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> You're amazing, but there was a fun element. You wouldn't get away with it now. Yeah, real personality. You wouldn't get away with that now, uh, unfortunately. But there you go. That's the way of it is, I suppose. Then know. again, technology might change all that again, Roddy. There may be room 
Well, it's, it's well, I think technology's got a lot to do with the fact that music is kind of so watered down now. Again, going back to those days when you got an album. Uh, okay, I'm sorry to bring up Thinizzi again, but when Live and Dangerous <laughs> came out, you remember the album. It was a gatefold. You know, I remember getting this and just getting it out and putting the album on Some and tangible pouring, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now it's just a download. You don't get all of yeah, that, the touchy no, feely. No, no. You know, who's the? We knew the producers. We knew the color of the labels that they were on. We knew who engineered it. We knew who designed it. Let me Martin into you. Well, yeah, I was cleaning out the attic during the week. You don't have you through it. And it's oh like man, it. I found, <laughs> like I have all the, the, the vinyls up in the attic still. I won't touch them. They're sacrosanct. But I got boxes and boxes of CDs. Let's. What am I going to do with them? Like, I have them all on hard drives. I have them all everywhere. And I'm saying, man. So I moved them from the attic to the garage. That's I'm nearly in the dump now at this stage. But it's probably going to happen fairly soon, you know. Yeah. Don't. Would they? I was just going to say because I dumped a whole load of vinyl records when I moved down from Dublin. As far as I was concerned, they were over and let's get rid of them. Now they're all back and I probably make a fortune out of some of the stuff that I had. The, the record shops are already getting a fortune. Yeah. Some of <laughs> um, would, would that ever happen with CDs, do you think? Like no, I don't think no, CDs, I don't think so. no. I think CDs. Vinyl had that little bit of magic as well yeah. with yeah. everybody. I actually, much to my chagrin, I scrapped all the vinyl pressing machines out of Christendom over. Um, to this day, I still go on moderate. Yeah, but it's easy with hindsight yeah, to say yeah, that, isn't yeah. it? You know, you can say the same about a lot of these things. <laughs> but I remember seeing CDs on Tomorrow's World. Do you remember yeah, Tomorrow's yeah. World? Spearing and like they were indestructible. Yeah. You could hit them with a the hammer. You could do anything with them. They were yeah, no, indestructible. They're they're you could do anything except that. take them out of the box the wrong way. Because there's only a CD player in Waterford. They're gone now. But I know him. He's, the work's not too far from here. He took out the CD. He said, these are so... Look, watch this. He's two on the ground. And he stamped on it. Now he's it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> well, that's the one good thing about downloadable stuff, all right, I guess. You know, if, if, if you lose it, you can always download it again. But it's not tangible. Like, from no, right, yeah. we are, the, that, the album, the insert, the whole lot, that was all very important yeah. part of it all. Oh, I think so. But it's over. It's yeah. gone. So it was an art in itself. The art, yeah. It was an art form in itself, the, the, the album cover. But it's kind of like photographs. I came across a box of old photographs yeah. that my mother had, and I don't think you would ever get that sensation by just happening to come across a, a photo a on your phone million, or something, yeah. or a hard drive, whatever. You could sense that the time had passed looking at them, like mm, some of them yeah. were yellow, and you, you know, pictures that I probably at the time would have gone, oh, geez, that's awful, I'm deleting it. But like now I'm looking back, oh, geez, it was spectacular. <laughs> you know? And you never get that sense of, I don't know, heritage or... Nostalgia. The, enough, Nostalgia. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm. I don't think you get that now. And I, I, I think the only area or one area that, that uh, technology hasn't really worked on is books. I'm not a great reader myself, mm. but I prefer to hold a book in my hand. And I know you get all these readers, the Kindles of the world and all the rest, but I was reading somewhere that books have held their own, the physical mm. book itself, which is a good thing. In, in I think if you're a real reader, my, my, the only reason I would use my Kindle would be when I go away. Yeah, that's fair enough. Because it's that. so handy. Yeah, yeah, it is. On the beach, you just can't use yeah. it. <laughs> like it's just, it's I actually was caught with my kids many years ago going off to Spain. And they found me with a whole lot that was probably 450 millimetres long, full of books. I was going on holidays, you know. You're not bringing them, you won't talk for a week. <laughs> Kindle, you can bring all those books. But it's just like, it's the whole nostalgia thing. As you say, Roddy, when you'd have the album and you'd open it up and you'd look at all the pictures and the lyrics would be yeah. there it's and like you'd be there in the mall. Yeah. Whereas now it's like you'd want. You know, the eyesight of an eagle to be able to see any yeah. of the information yeah. that you get. Do you know how bad I'm gone now with books? I just finished another one during the week and I photographed the cover of them now and I have a file on my phone. 
because I'm halfway through a book and I go, I read this before. <laughs> constantly, constantly I'm doing it, you know. So now I photograph every fucking book and say, read that. And then the whole they change the cover on the book and I'm right by it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you think, should I read this before? But the worst thing about them, the Kindles is, I was reading the Game of Thrones books. God and bless you. Are they really, well, you have to have seen it, I think, yeah. to read them though. I've, you know, if you I tried the first one. I got halfway through it, and he killed off two of my best friends in the book. And I said, "Fuck this! I'm not reading anymore." <laughs> I think it's better to have seen the series because yeah. the de- the books are much more detailed. Is it okay to say I never saw the series? I've not seen oh, it. Yeah. 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 And I'd be a big science fiction and, and fantasy fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's so wrong I, with you? You retreat in store for yeah. you. I mean, I, I'm a great lover of Lord of the Rings. I adored that. Yeah. So I, I actually quite asked myself the same question: Why am I not into Game of Thrones? Yeah. But you haven't watched it, so you don't know. Thirteen times. Oh Lord. Lord Since of the I'm Rings. 13. Lord of the Rings? Yeah. That's I a hard read, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I can't read Lord of the Rings. I can't, can't get past Frodo. What's no, Moony no. Fucker. Excuse me. <laughs> 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 um, Tom Bombadil. Tom Bombadil. Yeah, now I had no, because uh, I had seen the films, I hadn't read the books. It's my husband's favourite book. And I, he said, go on, read it. You love the films, you'll read the book. So I was trying to read the book and I got to this dude and I was like, I hate this book. All the poems. Did you did you just skip that? I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. Does it make you um, um, appreciate the hard work that they put into making the movies to make it watchable magical yeah. as well yeah. are you you're not a Game of Thrones fan Brian no I, all I know is there's a few Irish actors in it am I right yeah, some, filmed, some of it's filmed in Belfast I'm not a fan of CGI I understand like he, yeah. he, 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 there's a swarm of ships coming in that you can't you have to CGI mm. like you know my daughter went to go see uh, Spider-Man which is almost completely CGI as well like you know yeah. unless it's a real fella hopping off the crisis a bit in New York I'm not interested in it but no, I, as I said there's a few Irish people in it as, there's few Irish people and it's doing well for itself, like you know. But like, yeah. uh, I don't have attention span for something like that. I mean, how, like, what series is this on the board? We're coming into the seventh series. Seventh. Well, I won't invest the time, Brian. I agree with you. I, like, yeah. I couldn't. I wouldn't invest that time in a yeah. series. I tried. Who oh, I love, Kevin Spacey, House of Cards or whatever it's called. Yeah. I got the first two and I went, no, I'm getting into this. Now I'm going to stop because that's a week of my life gone or yeah. two weeks of my yeah. life gone. Yeah. And I just said no. Yeah. I wish so, I had that discipline. Yeah, I do a very, very quick story. Put sleeps in front of me. Them all. You're talking about Game of Thrones. Ian McElhenney was in that and he, he was also in Redwater as you know I had a little cameo yes. role in Redwater right and uh, there was a scene where they're, they're doing the fun run they run down into, into, <laughs> yeah, the, into, yeah. the, into the water the two of them right but after that scene was shot we're all finished we're all walking back up and I got the opportunity to walk up the slipway with him he was freezing right mm. so I said God I said, just, you must really hate movies do you just why because anything I've ever seen you in is that you get killed off because <laughs> his character was killed in Redwater and I think his character was killed off in, in Game of Thrones or mm. I assumed he was I wasn't too sure but he just kind of uh, he actually agreed with me he said yeah he said I have to read scripts much more carefully in future it was just Sean Penn then is he <laughs> yeah, 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 of course, yeah, that's another one, yeah. <laughs> you all have to watch one series of Game of Thrones. If you don't like it by the end of the first series, you won't like it. Yeah. But yeah. your jaw will drop. Well, see, that's what I'm afraid of, that I will like it. I'll end up spending the entire summer up yes. in a dark room watching this <laughs> watching thing. Watching Coming out yeah, with yeah, it, with yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Same with any box set, really. <laughs> and I'm a movie lover, but uh, there you go. Baby Driver is out now. Oh, That's well, a great combination of oh. movie and music. Uh, have you seen it? Seen it? I've seen, seen the trailer to it. Oh, you oh, love Brian, it. You, you will Brian, love it. You will love it. Yeah. Have you seen it? Never know. No, it's, ba- it, this, it's, it's the first time I've seen a film where it, the soundtrack really plays a part in the mm. movie. Without giving it away, this guy has tinnitus. Right. right. And he uses music to block Covers. out that noise. Yeah. So all you're doing is hearing what he's hearing in his buds. 
and there's a fantastic scene at the end of the film where they use Brighton Rock from Queen okay. to great effect. I was I thought it was great, but I turned around to my son and said, the only thing missing there, that scene should have had Thin Lizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I, That's a touch of Guardians of the Galaxy, isn't it? The same kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just, and, and the lad, I can't think of his name, who plays Baby Driver. Ansel Egg- Elgort. And how, why you really will love it is that all of the driving, there's no CGI in the driving. No, yeah. All well, yeah, driving. but now well, that's sore to me. I definitely yeah, want to Yeah, you have to go. Yeah. 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 It's kind of old school in, in yeah. many ways. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. And Kevin Spacey's in it. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. so you'd love it too. Yeah. And it's music from all genres. Yeah, no, no, I go for that. I go for yeah. that. It's on the cinema at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, great. Well, highly recommended. I think Saturday Night Fever was one of the best soundtracks ever. Soundtracks agree yeah, with you. Yeah. 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 No, 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 no. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Brothers would be mine. Bruce and the yeah. Bruce Brothers, you know. The thing about Saturday Night Fever, and it's a record never beaten. It, the Bee Gees had five top ten singles off that. Love your stats, go on. Uh, like a how, how deep is your love? Which went to number one over there. Yeah. Uh, you should be dancing. If I kind of viewed the road for Von Elman, Elman went to number one with it. Night Fever and Staying Alive. And that's phenomenal to have yeah. five singles yeah. in the Billboard track. That is phenomenal. That's on Beatles territory. It's phenomenal that you can remember that. How do you keep all that stuff in your head? Uh, some things, you probably yeah. say, stuff just, just yeah. sticks in your head like this. Yeah. I can't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yvonne Elman was a session singer for Eric Clapton. That's how she came to four. That's right, Jane. And what a great singer she was. Great singer. Uh, uh, totally underrated, mm. I think. Was but she then, in Jesus know, Christ Superstar? She was, yeah. yeah. Would you call that a soundtrack? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah you would. Yeah. It, was, it was a great soundtrack, too. I'm not actually. a theatre person. <laughs> <laughs> but you know more than you think. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was a great soundtrack. Yeah, I, I, Ian I, Gillen was in there, wasn't he? Ian, Ian Gillen, Gillen from he? Deep Purple, he played the Heart of Christ. He did, you're right. Did he, yeah. You're right, yeah. In the My, film? Yeah. No, not in the film. In, in, well, no, he did, yeah, in the original film, yeah. Did he? No. But I have to see the original. T- I have to see it. Ted again. Neely. Yeah, well, maybe. Somebody who's still, no, I think maybe who's still playing Jesus. He's still Mind doing Mind you always here, that's your memories, you know that? But he's still playing Jesus. He's playing Jesus longer than Jesus was alive. He's still doing it for like <laughs> 35 years or 36 <laughs> years. He must be crucified by now. Sorry. Sorry to resurrect that whole joke. Oh, stop. You be careful now, or I'll bar all talk with him for the duration of this. Still obsessed, Roddy, with him, Lizzie. Yeah, uh, I'm the butt of a lot of people's jokes because of it. I don't mind. Uh, and, and again, Brian will tell you, he knows my, and you know as well, my love of Irish bands, and, and it, it started with, with Thin Lizzy. But it's not just because they were a hard rock band. In years, years and years later, when I got to know his mum, and we're really good friends, and just getting to know the man himself, because everybody has this perception of Phil as being this hard man, drug addict. He wasn't. He was actually a very, 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 very gentle soul. And I'm on the trust with Philomena and a few others, and our job is to stop what happens to Elvis's image. Elvis became quite tacky, Las Vegasy. No, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not a fan of Elvis. I, I like his stuff, but there's always that danger that you know you can go too far. Uh, although with with the internet now at the moment, it's very hard not to go online and, and find a mug with Phil's mm. image on it. You yeah. can't stop that. But in as much as possible, anything that's being done in his name in in Ireland, if we can at all. We'll, we'll, um, have you got that it. image copyrighted then? Have you? No, it's not, funnily enough. Uh, uh, you're dead, you can't hold it, can you? Pardon me? You can't hold it on after death, isn't that the way it works? Yeah, something something along that line. I mean, the likes of Hot Press and that, they always do it with great reverence, as they do with, with, with mm. most musicians and that. But And, and Philip is kind of like, he, he always had a certain amount of style. All you have to do is look at the statue. 
in, in Dublin. To me, it's just perfect. I mean, there was a, a very, very quick story, if you don't mind, about that about that statue. The one that everyone thought looked like Michael Jackson. Oh, well, that, that, was, that was one story. <laughs> is that the one? Well, there is that one, yeah. I, I'll tell you that again if you wish, if you don't want me to bore you too much. But the other one was uh, when we were having the um, statue commissioned, all sorts of designs were being put in. And one of the ones that was put forward was that image of him on the Live and Dangerous album cover, where he's down on his knees with the bass guitar, his precision bass, and this real rock image, you know. <laughs> and the council said no because of the fact that it was it was danger, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, you know, sticking out. And for me, it turned out it wouldn't be the first thing he had sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> in her lovely <laughs> D- Dublin drawl, you know. Uh, and so the one that they eventually chose is the one that's standing there at the moment. And originally, the the coat, if you look at it, is turned in. But we're, they were asked to turn it in because it's like, again. yeah, it's at the level of um, of a child's head, say, you, okay. you know, that kind of thing. Fair enough, because I was just going to be really smart and go, God forbid anyone would have to look where they're going. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, there's that too, but you know kids the way they are. Do you feel sorry, Brian, for performers these days? Because they have the added element of social media where they're just berated by trolls and it's it's very intensive. I'm thinking of the likes of like Justin Bieber, say, who just came from his front room basically playing or his bedroom playing his guitar to worldwide fame. I understand where you come he's something like thirty one million Followers, what? Yeah. Be- Be- Bieber's, what are they called? There's a Beliebers. Yeah, all right, sure, yeah. See how she knows. <laughs> and, and, uh, so there's, there's that, like, I mean, there's that element of it as well, and, and so social media has a bad part of that. Just going back a bit, but appreciate much. Roddy was saying, regards to Lizzie, it wasn't so much to Lizzie, uh, broke out, we said, buys him back in time, I think it was number 10, top 10 in America. It's the fact they had a charismatic leader, the same way as. Freddie Mercury would have been mm. to Queen. Yeah, yeah, but all those bands also had an apprenticeship, if you, if you like. It's just true. You know, they worked their way to where they, where they got to. Yeah. Where, where the, the, the Beavers of this world, I'm not saying he doesn't serve his apprenticeship, but he, they got to fame much quicker. Uh, and yeah. Is that always away. a bad thing to get no. to become famous really quickly? Probably, I'd say, God bless him, probably. Um, uh, like going to the internet trolls and what have you, which I am guilty of now and again myself, I was a bit. I should all do that. <laughs> um, yeah, but look, that's the game, lads. If you don't like it, don't get into the kitchen, you know, it's as simple as that. That's the way it is. Tough. Tony Hadley issued a statement saying he was leaving Spandau Ballet. Why can't bands just get along and just <laughs> enjoy the fruits of their labour? And just why do they always end up scrapping? Because they're people. There's four of us in this half room here now at the moment. Imagine if we're here seven years later. There'd be a few rows in the middle, you know. But if every time we were together we made money, would that not shut us up? Well it wasn't it wasn't the same argument just on TV the other day about status quo. Rick Parfitt's died and and, uh, um, uh, Francis Rossi uh, has been accused of making his last couple of months quite difficult. But he said when we were on stage this jokey couple that they, they, they were that was the act. Yes. We didn't have to get along when we were off stage, when we were mm. apart. Um, he said he loved him very much, but he said it was an act. Yeah. And he said, I'm not the kind of... He, he was accused of not... Um, Caring enough. Not crying, yeah. not grieving. Oh. He, said, he said, I'm not that kind of person. Yes, I'm sorry he's gone. He, he was with me for 50 years. Yeah. But I just don't cry at things like that. I didn't when my mother died, he said. And I actually felt sorry for him in some ways. And having to explain that. Having to explain, yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah. And the trolls were there saying, oh, you didn't cry enough for Francis Rodman. Mm. Oh. I like the internet and social media and whatever, but I'm pulling back further and further and further. I'm becoming a lurker more than anything else. Don't engage. Don't engage yeah, because yeah. it's just bloody stupid, you know. And you ain't going to win. 
it's like black pudding. It's the lowest common denominator amongst the time It's a bit of all the shite off the floor stuffed into it. You see, th- and you look at the comments and you see, like, horrible comments. And you you read the article that it's about. No, and no, no there's no relation no whatsoever. Relation. They obviously haven't read the bloody thing. Well, they have a ship on their shoulder going into it. Yeah. They're prejudiced yeah. and they want to get the yeah. prejudice out no matter what. And they read the headline and that's yeah. as far as... That's it's as an as intro from my prejudice. Yes. Yeah. Aren't they the type of people who would never dare say anything to your face, do you think? Absolutely, yeah. 100%. People warriors, yeah. as, they're, as they're called. Um, yeah. there, there is this good and bad side social media. I think like Facebook is grand, but as I said, if you, sometimes if we went out for a meal with my partner last week, you just town town. So your partner of last week, is that <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's still around. Um, I went into like a restaurant, and there was about I, I counted twenty people, and fifteen were mm. like that. You know, and we've become that. It's wonderful, don't get me wrong, mm. and it's great to put like in terms of in a book. If I have been coming out to, to project it, that's fine. But there is that kind of you know, and then there's the, the the real serious part of teenagers that are getting bullied. And again, last yeah. week a girl took her life yeah. because of you know that's that's where Zuckerberg and Facebook it. they have to have some type of responsibility to mm. to weed that out like you know, that's the dangerous yeah. part of it you know but I and do. you have to shout sometimes when somebody's saying stupid things somebody has to stand up and say that's bollock, bollock. full stop yeah. you know and uh, you get murdered by his buddies or their buddies for yeah. that you know but yeah. I just feel sometimes I can't shut up you know I just have to say it. <laughs> yeah you meet them in the street and you say by the way that thing you said and they back off straight oh right? immediately yeah. immediately yeah. You know? yeah. and then but you take I, your foot off their toe how would you deal with, with bullying? What I would do with, if I was trying to teach children, which is why I'd never be a teacher and never be like past the door of a school, I would bully them for a day as an experiment. Yes. And tell them, like yeah, and like be really mean all day and go, that's really, you're really stupid, you know. Is that really McCann you're some bully. That's it, you end up getting worse, the worse of it. <laughs> yeah, but, but like just, because I don't think you can learn anything unless you know what it feels well, like to be on the receiving end of it. So you can say to somebody, you know, let's have the buddy bench in the playground and we can all, if you see someone sitting there on their own, that means you're lonely, go and talk to head. them. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's just like, yeah, let's give the kid who's going to get bullied a place to go so the bullies can identify him. and Can you blame the parents? Oh, God. Uh, I would hope that my kids never in their day even took part in any kind of bullying, but does it come from that does it come from upbringing does it you know, oh it's absolutely nature and nurture you're talking here I'd say a lot of it is, is nurture definitely you see it at home wife bullying husband husband bullying wife whatever they, do, they think it's the norm it's the norm then doesn't it but then have we lost the meaning of the word bully not, and not everything nasty there's nothing new in bullying it has always been around whether politically or personally or whatever it's never it's always been around but do I bully people I, I get I, people to do things right mm. In a nice way, I believe myself, right? But am I bullying them as well? You know. How like, can you bully people in a no, nice? No, because I get them to do something they didn't that's actually intend to do. That's manipulation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Is that bullying? But if you're if you're in a work capacity, in or in work capacity, yeah. In if you're capacity. my boss and you're <coughs> trying to get me to something to do something that you're paying me to do, well, that's different. That's different. And that's I'm different. going like, well, I'm just not doing it. And you're going, you need to do that, or like we're going to have to have a serious talk. Like, I'll probably go, are you bullying me? I feel good about yeah. myself. Well, Instead of 45, go off. Feel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good about yourself there. Next! <laughs> but you know what I'm You're saying? Fired. Like, we've, we've kind of lost the meaning of the word bully. That yeah. it's a very specific thing. It is. And not yeah. everything that somebody says to you that you don't like yeah. constitutes bullying. And exactly. we need to kind of redefine it and go, yeah. no, that just means that you didn't like what they said, but they're not actually bullying you. Yeah. Um, there was actually a, 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 t- a tweet there on Twitter. That, <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> well, sorry, I'm sorry. I was listening, trust me. But um, I, this, I know I've been bullied um, 
I think it was in America somewhere and his father just said look he's, he's nine years of age tomorrow he's been bullied terribly in school he's saying days off could someone just say happy birthday to him and they get 2.5 million Russell Crowe said happy birthday to him Leo say or Donald Trump of all people said happy birthday but he got all these lists of celebrities that done it and that made the young fella made his, his, his day like it didn't take away the fact that he's been yeah. bullied or so now my son is in a in a great school in, in Ferrybank where they have a, a, a zero tolerance regards that mm. and the, the principal and the, the teachers are tuned into this type of thing mm. regards that so you know so a lot of schools are better maybe not all of them have the same kind of policy but it is kind of getting better so but as the last to tell you if I, I'm lucky enough it never happened to me on my kids but it tear the heart and soul out yeah, I imagine mm. if it would like you know, you know uh, terrible thing for you know people say school days are the best days of your life I wouldn't like want to go to a school day again. No, oh god like, no me yeah, no yeah. way and it's it's such a pressured world we were talking about this last week I think that like every minute of their day is scheduled like, oh yeah, yeah. no it is it like, you know. when I was there too but I didn't they, that was their fucking whistle they didn't do what I didn't I did what I wanted I had a ball in school yeah, but you're kind of unique, don't you no, think? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but you, you, you don't get a chance to... You have all the toys you need. You don't get a chance to imagine those toys. You don't get a chance to, to use the curtain with the, over the, the table to make the tent because mummy's bought you a little pop-up tent you can have in the garden. <laughs> you know, that it's just, it's just different. And we're not giving children... They're we're not, not teaching them resilience for a part. using their imagination. You know? We've all done it too. Santa comes at Christmas and he buys the top end Lego thing or whatever and they end up playing with the bleeding box oh. an hour later you know mm. I mean we've all seen that mm. you know? so that's innate in children anyway I think with, with all the goodies thrown at them in the world that is still in there you know that is still in there mm. it's always there I saw one the other day with it on, on Facebook or something in weather clammy weather like this a kid in a duvet cover with a big fan and it's pinned <laughs> and it just blows up as a tent and he's in there the fan blood cool there and he's reading his book inside and I'm like yeah that's cool that's good that's <laughs> sit under a tree <laughs> yeah, exactly. would you like to, to you wouldn't like to be grown up again I don't not, think I would not at all uh, but I, my, I can't mention his name but the principal in the school I was in said I wouldn't amount to hill of beans and I barely passed English I mean even leave, leave search you know I wrote 11 books but I barely passed it but the point is I think actually going back to Parag Pierce said it, there's people who uh, academically are fantastic in school when it comes to practicality or practical, yeah. come to sit and do the test yeah. people freeze mm. yeah. and they kind of oh god and there's pure, pure group pressure of well you need to get X amount of points or you won't get into college and so like mm. my daughter's doing like six honours um, subjects but one of them biology she didn't want and I had to go down to the teacher and say look she's not doing honours leave her do pass she's, she's yeah. handy with that so you know god no I wouldn't like to be that at all did know. you believe your teacher when he said that to you that you'd never amount no, I, didn't, no, I had no interest in, in, I won't say no interest in school but uh, I only found it afterwards that he had said it but oh he didn't he, say it to your face then. no 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 not oh, right. actually but I was down with one of my book launches actually <laughs> <laughs> but the other one is the other one is as uh, my father used to call them people stupid with brains I mean, I knew loads of teachers who had all the knowledge but could not impart it. They mm. should not have been in the profession. They were totally useless. At, they had no people power. Mm. Yeah, they had no people skills, rather. None at all whatsoever, you know. So, and I know loads of guys who are super intelligent, but give them a nut and a bolt. Yes. And they'll, they'll just spat out. I can't do it, you know. <laughs> they just don't have the mechanical skills. As my grandfather used to always say, this education, he said, Who's going to empty the shit tanks, Boric? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's true. 
there are some people yeah. who are very and I mean I know these guys and they make a fortune yeah. mm. because they're very good with their hands they can turn their hand to anything and they need people need them to fix shit that goes wrong yeah. Yeah, but we're all focused on you know yeah. go to third level get yeah. your college degree yeah. instead of focusing on what what talents do I have what am I good at what makes me happy Unfortunately, Ireland has is very stupid. It's very, very stupid in the way we do it. We have, I think, it's twenty seven professions, as in skills like plumbers. While I'm in Ireland, Germany have something like three hundred and forty, you know, and they develop these as an apprenticeship, and it's an in house. It's not a false or an intro or anything else. You actually go to a tiler, and you spend two years with them, and you learn the trade, and you become a profession, a tiler, and you have a card carry. That's what we should do, mm-hmm. you know, because loads of kids. They don't. They're not academic, but, they're but they have hands. good hands. Yeah. But so give them something. Is, is it snobbery from parents then who think that oh, you absolutely. have to go to college, yeah. get a yeah. degree, oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. you know, be a lawyer, a doctor? <coughs> excuse me. Well, my my father got rest his soul died when I was only five months old, and but I my mother told me, or actually my family told me that years later that the plans for me originally were to go to Rockwell College and to Are they? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, already, yeah, even at that age. And like my, 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 my father, was, he was quite well to do and, and had he not died, I, I probably wouldn't be sitting here and that's the God's honest truth. As it turned out, I didn't even do my Leaving Cert. I went to Leaving Cert Standard and look how successful I am now. Well, I got to 50 year old. Having said that, I, I wouldn't change a thing because uh, a bit like yourself, Porter, you can kind of, you adapt no, it took me a long time to learn a lot of stuff in, in my head and how to deal with people. I was I was very poor at reading people, generally speaking, and you know, as a result, you get kicked down more times than you get up. But having said that, I'm proud of 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 my myself. I, I regard myself as a decent person, like Porter and yourself. Um, what's your name again? Brian. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Hello, yeah, I'm here. I, I pointed to you as well. You can't see that on radio, can you? But you know what I mean. You, you, you don't have to have all your these A levels and no. degrees. No. You, you can have them all, but you're you could be a crap person. And yeah, that, to I'm miserable person, with, miserable. The, with yeah. your degree. Having yeah. going into work every day and being absolutely miserable because you hate what you do. It might pay a load of money, but yeah. my brother myself have a, a little saying happen, between, so between, <laughs> between us, and it's Diana Ross, right? So if something happens. Years ago, we were interviewing for a production manager for a company we had, and we had 27 interviews, I think, that day. Nauseating, right? And this guy came in, he had three degrees. Hence the Diana Ross, right? She had three <laughs> full degrees, right? She was and we shook hands with I shook hands with him first, right? And right it was a it was a seven day old mackerel went into my hand, right? Ooh. And I instantly dissed that man in my head. This is terrible, but I did, right? So we got chatting to him anyway. Now he was supposed to be handling fifty guys that were big, ugly, drink, rah 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 rah. And he had more personality in the croissant there than in this guy, right? <laughs> and he just was never going to get the job because he couldn't handle people, full stop. He wouldn't be able to do it. He'd know all the theory perfectly, mm. whatever. So now, myself, now whenever we meet somebody, he'd go to meet Diana Ross and said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever hear me saying Diana Ross in your company, it's not a compliment. <laughs> but now you probably wouldn't get away with that because he could yes. take you to court yes. because he was the better qualified. And Diana Ross and probably take you to court as well. <laughs> the decision to hire who you wanted to work with has yeah. been taken out out of your hands well I, I'd fight that all the way because that was my decision to who I thought was the best person for the mm, job yeah. and because of his um, social inability to interact he couldn't get the job yeah. he wasn't qualified yeah. so I'd stand up in any door it wasn't one of your requirements no full stop that's fair enough aren't limp handshakes the worst thing oh, uh, don't God. you judge someone don't judge you do the Polish <laughs> Prime Minister's wife rather than the fool <laughs> <laughs> well, the opposite you got the Donald Trump handshake oh, yeah. he yeah. takes the arm and all off you <laughs> Well, that one, the big gripper is the one you don't want either. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Small little woman, like the six foot six. And 
but it does tell you an awful lot about mm. a person. It does. Yeah, and it can so put you off if somebody has a bad handshake. You can really go, oh, I don't know. And they've done nothing except extend their hand, which you have shaken. That's it. And you just make a big judgment out of yeah, them. Because my grandfather taught me the handshake as well. Again, going back to our youth as well. Said, don't shake hands like that. God's sake. <laughs> he was he was a banker. Two handers. You know, a proper banker. You know, when banks were yeah. something to be, you know, to behold. Oh, yeah. Good firm hand ever since. And there's a lady in the music industry who I know quite well, and she's very well known in the industry. I won't mention her name, but I met her once uh, the first time, rather. I met her and I shook her hand. I think I nearly broke the poor woman's arm. Now she <laughs> she wasn't that she had a limp handshake. It just wasn't a tight one particularly. Yeah. And it, you know that when you when you grab someone, you could feel those bones yeah, yeah. kind of cracking, yeah. and I could see the pain in her face. Or they face. give you their fingers. You know, they go away. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, think, oh, I just feel so sorry. The other one I come across with handshakes lately is that you meet them. Uh, call it the biker fraternity, and they want to do the up one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, you're halfway there and he's open. You go, What the hell is called on? Which are we doing now? We do both. <laughs> or the man hug. They just like little oh, yeah, yeah, on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no skin touching, no skin touching. <laughs> um, we started off this discussion talking about Ed Sheeran. Um, you'd have to admire. The, the efforts that they're going to to make sure that the touts don't get their hands on the tickets. Mm. Um, they're doing their best now. This short of, you know, putting a chip... At seven concerts, I mean, touts are going to get raped on this one, really. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, They'll be yeah. going around all over the place. I mean, gee, Porky Queeb is a big gig. Yeah. Mm. I'm looking forward to seeing that, actually, how it works. It looks like it's going to be a mm. great um, venue for the future. If you have two grand or four grand to spend on a ticket, that's great, like, but... It's, it's not the right thing I don't to think do. I'm going to spend 100 quid on a ticket. Honestly. No. I, I, I look at yeah. it now and I go, no. There I'm are very not. few acts in this world that I would pay that kind of money no. to go and see. Yeah. And that would include my beloved Thinizzi back in the day. I would not pay that kind of money no. to see. There's no band worth that. No. And then when you include that, if in Dublin, like you're going to be screwed for 250 yeah. for a night for a hotel. That's true. Mm. You know, I mean, no thanks. I, I wouldn't be interested. If up the back, I might go see him. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose there's different strokes for different folks. For instance, um, I'm going to Toto. We're playing, we're playing oh, two, yeah. two gigs here actually in the next April. But uh, the tickets were on a sale the week before last. I said it's Toto. I'll be all right. And the, tickets, the concert's sold out in a day. So, so I was delighted to be able to yeah. get the second day for him, you know. And that's a group that, like, be, well, they're still around at the moment. Like, you're thinking, well, be, it's Vicar Street, you know, you'll be, we, we'll get plenty of things for that. Mm. So that's the other scale of it, like, that I didn't think something like that. Mm. Um, but I mean, the, the Ed Sheeran's one, like, a cousin of mine paid 900 euro for this. And this meet and greeting, this is the big thing with all these things, yeah. yeah, but for Britney Spears, she basically paid 900 euro, that's excluding the ticket, to come along and say, well, picture taken, off you go. You know, now yeah, you, you literally line up, don't you? You line up, yeah. You get a selfie yeah. and off you go. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, almost prostitution. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous, yeah. Isn't it? You yeah. meet them outside after the gig, then you get a freebie. So. Yeah. But well, there's probably a freebie a, in what sense, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's probably a carboard cut out in the foyer or something yeah. that's done beside that for yeah. free. But no. I'd imagine two sods you get it done there. Just I can't so. imagine anything more soul destroying, <coughs> though, than like my management agreeing to a meet and greet for me. Mm. And I have to stand there and go. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awful? I'm and so happy have six points the night before, so you'd look and feel your best as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh God, what a day! And you know, that's they, hard work. Yeah, who'd be yeah. a star, really? Yeah. It's a, it is hard. I think it's it's hard, and I, I I do feel sorry for them somehow sometimes because right. the pressures of fame, and there is pressures of I fame. Know. Like yeah. the, you know, you ne- you never get a chance to have a, a down moment. And now with smartphones and everything, you're walking down the street looking like absolute that's shit, and awful. people yeah. taking yeah. photos yeah. of you all over. Well, I think that's uh, coming back to what we were discussing about uh, about bands from years ago. Back in those days, before all this technology, there was a certain enigma around. Mm 
whatever band and and when you actually did get to meet your favorite star it was a big deal because getting close to them and getting to know them or getting to know a little bit about them mm. was much harder than it is now mm. as you say you know what they have for breakfast mm. yeah. uh, which takes away all the mystery well mm-hmm. there's three Ed Sheeran tickets that haven't been sold this morning because the three guys here weren't interested in going mm. so I hope you're all grateful <laughs> you've been listening I was given <laughs> you've been listening to Roddy Clear Pori Gugriefa and Brian Kennedy Back Chat with Maria McCann and that's this week's Back Chat with Maria McCann it's available wherever you get your podcasts so please subscribe there's a new episode available around 7 p.m. every Sunday evening. Please like the Back Chat with Maria McCann Facebook page for updates too. Thanks for listening. I'm ready to make my credits count. I'm ready to take classes from a university that will help me build on my experience to prepare me for the future. A university that will make me feel supported, encouraged, and connected. Click this ad or go to online.odu.edu today. The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love. Like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-Mobile to learn more or visit a store today.